0: Good morning and welcome to another Mini Monday episode of Crime Over Coffee. We're your hosts. I'm Abby. And I'm Erica. Today's mini is going to be telling you about
1: the term the bystander effect and how it got its name. So pour yourself some coffee
0: and let's dive in.
1: A bystander effect is defined by psychologytoday.com as occurring when the presence of others discourages an individual from intervening in an emergency situation. They say that the greater the number of bystanders, the less likely it is for any one of them to provide help to a person in distress. People are more likely to take action in a crisis when there are a few or no other witnesses present. This term was defined after an incident on March 13, 1964, when 28-year-old Catherine Genovese, otherwise known as Kitty, was walking home from work in New York City one night. At 3.20 a.m., Kitty was attacked by a man and stabbed to death by Winston Mosley. Kitty yelled and yelled for someone to help, but no one called the police or did anything to help her. 30 minutes later at 3.50 in the morning is when someone finally decided to call the police. And I couldn't find exactly what finally urged them to call the police, if they were just kind of annoyed by the loud noise that was happening outside, or if they
0: started actually think that maybe, maybe something was wrong. Possibly... Some people had heard it and not done anything about it. And then maybe it was someone who just came into the picture at that time period and finally heard someone was like, hey, I should probably call just in case no one else has. Two reasons can explain why the bystander effect is a thing. The first is that people
1: feel like they don't have the responsibility to help when others are around. They feel that someone else could step in and help the situation. And it's not just on them.
0: Which is very sad when it's a situation like this. I can't imagine not wanting to step in and do something.
1: I feel like my second reason kind of really goes into the first reason. And it's that people basically don't want to look dumb for trying to get involved in something that really isn't going on. And it's that maybe they're just misinterpreting the situation. And so they're like, well, nobody else is helping. So I'm just seeing the situation wrong. And it's not actually a bad situation. Everything's just fine. Out of the 38 witnesses of the Kitty Genovese murder, most of them stated that they thought that what they were hearing and seeing was just a fight between lovers and not actually a cry for help. And that was why they didn't call the police. An experiment was done where researchers put participants in a room to see how they would react to a situation dependent on how many others were in the room. They did the experiment with a person who was alone in a room, two others in the room with you, and with the two people in the room that knew what was happening. So they would begin to fill the room with smoke and just see how people would react. And the, the participants had been told to just sit in the room and fill out a questionnaire. And then shortly into it, the, the researchers started to fill the room with smoke without the participants knowing. It was reported that when participants were alone, 75% of them reported the smoke to the experimenters. Whereas when there were three people in the room together, only 38% of people reported it. And then the final group being where it was one person that didn't know what was going on and two people that were in on what was happening. And the two people that were in on what was happening just completely ignored the smoke and acted like it wasn't there. And in that case, only 10% of the participants reported the smoke.
0: You think they were probably thinking they were imagining it possibly or overreacting and just following the lead?
1: It's just, yeah, one of those things where people didn't want to seem dumb in a situation. They're like, there's something that I'm just misinterpreting and they understand what's happening and
0: I don't. I've heard about this with like the elevator thing where if you get in the elevator, you're supposed to face the back and see if people turn around or not. And I've always wanted to try it, but I've never like worked up to it. (laughs) I have heard of that. It's not something that I've tried, but it's (laughs) something that I would like to try just to kind
1: of see how people would react in a situation like that. I think that a lot of people live their life trying to kind of fit in and they feel weird if they're the odd one out so if they were the only one facing the correct way then they start to think that they've done something wrong which it's kind of sad to me that society is that way in the sense that like we're all kind of becoming robots and just following the other person.
0: I do think a lot of times people try to stick with the norm because they don't want a lot of attention drawn to themselves whereas some people like crave that and need that. But in this kind of situation, like with Kitty, it's one of the things where it's a big miss. Like, I don't understand in a situation that could be and was like life or death, how you're not stepping in and doing something.
1: I don't have a good answer for that. But I do have another experiment that kind of plays on that a little bit. So there was another experiment that was done by the same researchers that did the smoke experiment. And they found that 70% of people would help a woman that was in distress if they were the only ones around. But if somebody else was present, only 40% of people would help. That's a sad one. It is very sad. It's just nobody wants to take responsibility for it. And even now there's people that see somebody like choking on something in public and they're too afraid to do cpr on them because there have been multiple people who have been sued over performing cpr on somebody to save their life because the person that is in distress and dying ends up with broken ribs which to be clear if you're doing cpr correct broken ribs are supposed to happen it's not an uncommon thing they're supposed to happen and it's really sad that you have to kind of in a situation where somebody's dying you have to kind of stand there and evaluate do I help them and save their lives or do I risk being sued thousands of dollars for intervening and helping them.
0: That's an interesting one because it's more hands on with like in a situation like that I wouldn't I would if I were the other person try to help but I'm not CPR trained or certified. So It's interesting, too, when you start coming into these other components of are you helping or hindering something hands on like that is a little bit harder to kind of determine and figure out what would be the best move, I think. But when it's something where you could call for help, I don't see why someone wouldn't just do that. And even with a CPR thing, like you could call for help, but time's a little bit more of the essence in that kind of situation.
1: Yeah, in a CPR situation, it's actually proven that even if you start CPR 30 seconds before, it can actually save a life. Just seconds can save the life. So I also find it interesting that when you were saying that statement, you said, if I was the only person around, I would help.
0: Yeah because you don't you don't know what you're doing. And yeah, I wouldn't want to. I mean, if I'm their only option, I'm obviously going to do what I can. But if there's 30 people in a room, you're probably just going to stand gonna, there and wait for somebody that knows what to do. No, I'm going to yell to somebody, no CPR. Are you certified? Please help this person. I mean, that's the goal. But is that what you would actually do? Yes. <laughs> okay. I, I mean, I don't know. Have you ever been in a situation like that? No, but I can confidently say that if somebody was dying, I would not just stand by. And I think that's for me, who I am, because I've been, I've actually been in a situation, I'm not going to tell it because it's more private for the person, where nobody wanted to do anything and I had to step in and handle it and call the police. So if you see a situation happening
1: and you aren't sure if you shouldn't intervene because no one else is, then just, I mean, the best advice that we can give is to take a look at the person in the situation and show them that you are there to help if they need it. And then intervene if you feel like you really should. Worst comes to worst, you intervene and they're like, no, we're just being silly or this really is just a lover's argument or whatever. But I think that you'd probably feel better about it the next day or years from now when you think back on the situation, knowing that you did intervene and see if you could help.
0: Better safe than sorry is a very good phrase, I think, in situations like these. I would rather, you know, I wouldn't be offended if like I was at out at a bar or something and a girl or a guy came up because they thought I was being maybe harassed or something by a guy and it turned out to be my boyfriend I would just be like oh thank you for checking it and like I would not be mad by any means
1: and I think that that's a mindset that a lot of people have but I feel like there are some people out there that would be offended in Mm -hmm. a situation like that and it's just really sad that that's the world that we live in where you have to decide do I save this person's life or do I Basically, look out for myself in this situation. So, keep in mind as well that if you are out in public and in a situation where you need help, make sure it's clear that you are currently in a dangerous situation and you need help. So, do your best to yell, like, I need help, and instead of just like screaming. I mean, make it a little bit more intentional that you need help because it'll possibly make it seem. Like a more dire situation where somebody does need to intervene, and then it's more likely that somebody is actually going to intervene and help you in that situation.
2: The mystery has been solved here at Crime Over Coffee. Our go-to caffeinated beverage for every episode is Fire Department Coffee, and you can get some as well and save fifteen percent with our exclusive coupon code CrimePod One Five. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Crime Over Coffee. You can find us on Instagram at Crime Over Coffee or on Facebook at Crime Over Coffee Podcast, where all of our photo and video content for each episode can be found. You can also email us your thoughts and case suggestions at crimeovercoffeepod at outlook.com. Also, all of our sources can be found in the show notes of each episode.